Goodbye, but aloha, comic book fans. Welcome to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 181, where I recommend and also lovingly review the best of the new comic books that just came out this last Wednesday, new comic book day, Halloween, October 31st. And this particular podcast is all maximum effort. Captain Deadpool. No, just Deadpool. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Chris Latore. I hope that all is well with you and yours. Please hit that subscribe button to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Check out all of our past podcasts on our giant podcast feed. And please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube at Sunspots Comics. And I always start the show with some humble thank yous. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening to the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Whether this is your first time just giving us a try or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists, Seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics Podcast. And thank you to my friend Nick Papa George for singing our sweet Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing on Facebook.com slash PopDs with a Z and his band Solution on Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love reggae, rock, guitar-based, feel-good music, you're going to love the sounds of my friend Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So check them out and thank you, Nick. Also, thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tea. Check out their giant, super giant selection of nerdy t-shirts at popuptea.com. I'm looking at it right now. Wow. They have it all. And then some. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS to get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance Pop-Up t-shirts. So thank you to popuptea.com. Go check them out. So let's make a giant superhero landing. Ouch! Into the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 181, starting out with some stuff that's been floating up inside of my nerdy brain. The first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in my nerdy frontal lobes is Titans, episode 4, Doom Patrol. And before we begin, spoiler alert, this is a review of the DC Universe Titans series, episode 4. And let me tell you, it's a lot about Beast Boy and his kind of origin, if you will. Right from the start, we are in the Congo where we get to see Beast Boy's origin. It's really interesting. It has just so many lovely nods. And I love the accuracy to the origin, the original source material, the comic book source material. Fantastically done. Side note, by the way, Beast Boy's first appearance as Beast Boy, as the kind of the way we know him in familiar form, was in Doom Patrol issue number 99 from November 1965. Yeah, way back there. And again, warning, spoiler alert. Raven is on the run, still. She uh, just is kind of trying to find her way. She has some very deep, deep, dark, scary powers in this series. So much grit. But I love the sequence where she revives this dead deer, and I think at the same time may have just started a zombie apocalypse. That would be great. But if you look into the deer's eyes, it's just totally undead, and we don't get to see it stand up and walk around and then infect people and start the apocalypse. But I just had that going in my brain, but I love that little sequence. Uh, but the centerpiece 
honestly, is the fun here of the Doom Patrol. I, I just love their debut. They're always weird, the Doom Patrol, always odd. And we get kind of all of their short little amazing origins. I love that. Maybe my favorite one is the intro of Larry, the negative man. <laughs> He's just rocking out to Thunderstruck by ACDC, one of my favorite songs, rock songs of all time. While he's just making this most amazing meal that you're ever going to see, that you could ever imagine in your brain. It's just like everything from lobster to pancakes to steak. To, it's just amazing. And he's just rocking out, having a great time cooking. I wish it was truly that much fun to cook, but uh, I don't think so. But anyway, I love that fun sequence. I also love that the origins were short. I mean, come on, we didn't need long... I mean, there's so many characters. But they were all very short and very interesting at the same time. I'm sure that they're kind of saving... Just the, the the meatiest pieces for the Doom Patrol DC Universe series that's coming to the DC Universe sometime in 2019. Because I guess they already started filming. So I just liked that they were short and sweet and good. And I loved the lighthearted feel overall of this episode. It just felt like a much needed break or detour from some of the just level 10 grittiness of the Titans world for this series in the DC Universe. So I enjoyed that. It just felt a little superhero-y and, and a little bit more fun and odd and weird with the Doom Patrol. I even loved this heartwarming, just tender moment where Raven just lends a helping hand, a healing hand to Rita as she almost returns to her very blob-like appearance right at the dinner table. It was just a tender, sweet moment. I love that. This is Beast Boy's family, and they did a great job of just establishing that and making you feel like he's right at home and you're just just seeing a normal day of this superhero family. I love that. I also really enjoyed the complicated, weird mess that is the Doom Patrol and how they interact with each other and how they interact with Raven and Beast Boy. It's all just fun and interesting and odd. I love the overall tone of it. Like I said, more lighthearted. I felt like... Robin's rage moment that we get felt a little unnecessary. Like, okay, we get it. Robin's really pissed. He's got some anger issues. <laughs> and maybe the, some of the Tiger CGI was just a little low budget, but those are just minor blips, honestly. Titans Episode 4, I loved it. Like I said, breath of fresh air to all of the gritty. It's just a lot of new characters in a very short period of time, but it's all very well put together package. I could gush over it all day long, but overall, Titans Episode 4 on the DC Universe was a solid episode. I give it 4.5 out of 5 sunspots. A definite, definite watch. Titans. You gotta check it out. Subscribe to the DC Universe if you haven't already. Another thing lodged up inside of my nerdy brain really good is Diablo 3 was just released for the Nintendo Switch yesterday or day before yesterday. What's wild is Diablo 3 actually came out in May of 2012. It was just PC and Mac only. And, I, and in two, like September of 2013, it came out on the PS3 and the Xbox 360. And then finally on the PS4 and Xbox One in August of 2014. So it's been around for a while. It's just crazy that it's they're kind of making more DLC and additional levels and other characters. And they're just expanding the universe. And it's still keeping people's interest and selling really well. you got to check out Diablo 3 if you haven't already. This amazing dungeon crawler action role-playing game. Best way to, subscribe, to, um, to understand what it is. It actually set a record for the fastest selling PC game. Selling 3.5 million copies in the first 24 hours of its release. So Diablo 3 is a powerhouse. You've got to check it out. Even though it's like 6 years old. Which I can't believe it's already that old. But there is just nothing like 
the amazing polished cinematic cutscenes that you get from Diablo series from Blizzard, they're just amazing. It's movie-like. They could just put them all together and release a movie. You've got to look at it. It's gorgeous, polished CG. Wonderful storytelling there as well. Diablo 3 always has this interesting uh, fantasy, wizards, goblins, demons, uh, just world that they've created. It's fantastic. Well, it's it's finally on the Nintendo Switch, and you get it fully loaded. It has all the expansions, all the DLC, and then some. There are these Nintendo Switch exclusives. Like, there are actually pieces of the Zelda world in Sanctuary. Like the, the Kuko companion pet. There's a Triforce portrait frame, very Zelda-like. And this exclusive set of Ganondorf's iconic-looking armor. It's gorgeous. It's very cool. They even have these cool kind of cosmetic wings. you got to look at them. They're gorgeous. There's a bunch of stuff on YouTube with it if you just search Diablo 3 on the Switch. But solid graphics, solid sound. They always have the best sound from the punching and slicing and wizard effects to just the, the actors that are playing these characters. It always seems just to be grounded in reality and doesn't sound goofy or laughable at any moment. I highly recommend Diablo 3 on the Nintendo Switch. Get it. It's just... Cool to play one of my favorite games of all time on this amazing handheld device that is the Nintendo Switch. It's wonderful. So check it out. Diablo 3. It's all in my brain. I can't put it down. It's wonderful. Thank you, Nintendo. <laughs> and Diablo and Blizzard. And the last thing that's uh, been floating around inside of my nerd brain is that I'm creating my very own comic book. It's called Zombie Destroyers. And man, it's been so much fun. It's been an absolute dream come true making my own comic book my way. I've been wanting to make my own comic book since I started reading comics back in the 1340s. I created Zombie Destroyers, I'm writing and lettering it, and please follow the Zombie Destroyers team. Artist Juan Mora at Young Minded Giant, and Jordan Hudson at Skablad, and our colorist Caroline Nolasco at Carol N. Art. Thank you to all of the Zombie Destroyers team, I really appreciate it. And if you want to see what my comic book Zombie Destroyers just looks like, Go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers. There are three colored sample pages there for your eyeballs now. Go check it out. Sunspotscomics.com. Zombie Destroyers. Check it out. Now, for a mention of our segment I love called Spotlighting. It's a segment on the Sunspots Comics podcast where I get to do some great interviews, have some great conversations with comic book creators. Go and check out Sunspots Comics issue 159. I interviewed comic book creator Nandini Bapat. She created this heartwarming comic book about her grandfather's life called Aja. You got to check it out. It's spelled A-J-A. It's on Comixology and everywhere. It's on her website. Just go check it out. Please check that out on Sunspots Comics Podcast 159. Also check out a spotlighting interview I'm super proud of. It's the interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. He's an artist of this comic book I love through Dark Horse. It's called Vinegar Teeth. His art is very weird, twisted, and odd. I love it. He also directed a feature film written by Guillermo del Toro called Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, which I actually really enjoyed, and I don't say that a lot about horror movies. But we talk about that, and we talk about so much more. It's Troy Nixie and I. Please check it out on the Sunspots Comics podcast feed. Troy Nixie. But there are some up-and-coming and a bunch of spotlighting interviews with some great guests on our podcast feed. We want to help support struggling comic book creators. So if you work in comic books or you're trying to break into comics like me, let's have a chat right here. Send me a message and a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com. Or, of course, message me at sunspotscomics. So now, on to the main course. The centerpiece, the epicenter 
of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, which is my comic book recommendations where I share with you my favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out. Halloween, new comic book day, Wednesday, October 31st. And of course, just in case, super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alert. But really... Don't worry at all. <laughs> I really don't want to spoil these comics. I just want to inspire you to go and read them immediately, so I really don't spoil them. I never discuss the last few pages at all, and I only discuss just some of the interesting points in each comic book. But just in case, even Super Duper Light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before I get into the comics, let me announce this week's Artist Winner and Cover Artist Winner of the Week. Every week I pick what I believe to be the best comic book art of the week. So put your eyeballs on these now. You will be totally happy that you did. So here we go. This week's artist winner of the week is also the cover artist winner of the week. And it goes to Phil Noto of Daredevil, issue number 610 from Marvel Comics. Let's start with this glorious cover. Talk about iconic. It's this amazing action shot of Daredevil swinging into the scene with the cityscape of New York behind him. And right behind him is this ominous face of the kingpin that just kind of fills the background right behind him. I love that Phil Noto's very soft edging and just, he just is so perfect with the facial expressions. That's what it's really all about. And I even love the New York cityscape coloring that goes directly onto the kingpin's face. It's like lightly sort of transparent and yet the cityscape kind of flows within the face of the kingpin and colored to where it's kind of like skin it's just a very subtle but very awesome like at the same time it's just gorgeous you got to look at this cover daredevil issue 610 phil noto in the body of the comic my favorite sequence is on the first few pages there's this romantic interlude between daredevil and electra it's not an easy thing to convey the looks of love but phil does it here it's intimate and it's so beautifully colored in purples and pinks and red it's just lovely uh, phil noto also really knows new york very well so every scene of the city just feels very authentic and, and oh another amazing page i'm looking at right now is this introduction of the new supervillain named vigil it's hard to introduce new superheroes especially in new superhero outfits i mean they've all been done it's tough to do every villain's been done every suit's been done but Man, hats off to Phil Noto. This this image of Vigil is just strikingly frightening, very simple. He Vigil's wearing these holy robes and this red cross on his face. It's just wonderful. It's clean. It's a simple design. Frightening at the same time. Uh, you brought your A-game, Mr. Phil Noto, let me tell you. And that is why you are our artist and cover artist winner of the week for Daredevil, issue number 610. Glorious, gorgeous art. Go look at it. Trust me. And the breakdown! This week I actually had a small week. It was nice. I had eight comics that I read, and only three of them made it to the Great Ones recommendation list. That's right. Not easy to make the Sunspots Comics recommendation list. It's got to be great. Also, there were two new number ones that came out this week, and one of them actually made it to the top pick list, which is excellent. Make sure you get that new number one so you can be in on the fun from the start. So here are my top comic book recommendations. This is my list of what I consider the best of the new comic books that just came out Wednesday, new comic book day, Halloween, October 31st. I strongly recommend you go and buy these at your local comic book shop today. So here we go. Coming in at number three is Bone Parish from Boom Studios. This is written by Colin Bunn, and this is wonderful, gritty, dark, intense, rated R art from Jonas Scharf. J 
just very polished, very finished, very dark, very just strikingly colored as well. Kind of on the tune style, but man, there's some graphic content in here that Jonas Scharf really pulls off really, really well. It's just excellent. But right from the cover, you've got this yellow sort of hazmat suit character. It looks very kind of uh, just, it reminds me of... Um, I don't know, E.T. at the beginning. It's got the, the breathing apparatus, but there's also some sort of symboling on the breathing apparatus. So very interesting, very neat. And there is a strange purplish chemical inside of a beaker that she's holding. So interesting, neat cover. I love it. And let me tell you, right from the get-go, there's this opening sequence of where there is this drug dealers, there's these drug dealers that want this new kind of novelty drug on the on the market called ash that has some extremely strange side effects of where you can sort of see dead people and talk to them and it's just eerie but that's kind of where the gist of this comic is is this two rival sort of drug dealers one that's up and coming with this weird drug ash that's that's actually a family that's it's a family of drug dealers which is crazy if you like if you like the sopranos then you're gonna dig you're going to absolutely dig Bone Parish because it's it's like that. It's this family of drug dealers trying to figure out what to do with this crazy drug ash. But right from the get-go, the sequence, like I said, it's it's introducing this, this drug dealer villain that is hell-bent on destroying the drug-dealing family that has this crazy ash drug. So it's like there's really no one to root for in a way. It's like you want them all just to kill each other, all these drug dealers to just wipe themselves out. But you are sort of... I find myself sort of siding with the drug dealers that have this ash for some reason because they're just a family and they've got family issues there as well. So it's definitely complex. But even the the mother, the patriarch of the family, the head drug dealer, if you will, that sort of started this drug empire and has her daughter creating ash from the ash of corpses, is using ash herself to see and talk to her late husband. And it's tormenting her and it's twisting her. I love that complicated sequence. It's like she wants to see and take this drug, Ash, to see her late husband. But at the same time, she knows it's wrong. She knows it's just a vision. And she's becoming addicted to Ash herself. At the same time, she uh, had a romantic interlude with someone on the other side of the drug dealing uh, war that's going on. So she's very conflicted. She kind of doesn't know what she's doing. This definitely has a moment to where she has some clarity and she knows what she needs to do. And she sort of finds the strength within her and her family and, <laughs> and embarks upon a much tighter and cleaner drug dealing corporation. <laughs> so yeah, Bone Parish is all about that. It's complicated. It's messy. It's brutal. These sequences of where they use the drug Ash uh, to sort of when this this fight sequence goes on between the two drug dealing factions, they use Ash as like as chemical warfare. And the visions that these people have and taking Ash is frightening. One guy gets so much of it in one, at one point that he sees like kind of every spirit or ghost in the area of where it happens. And man, there's from there's from Nazis to to cowboys, to you name it, that he's just, there's too many visions all at once and he's kind of losing his brain. It's crazy. But Bone Parish, dark and intense and dense in its writing. So if that appeals to you and you like The Sopranos, go check out Bone Parish. It's crazy. And coming in at number two is also a new our new number one here that made it to the countdown. It is Vault of Spiders, issue number one. It's from the Spider-Geddon universe of, from Marvel Comics. 
And this has uh, four short stories. There's four writers and four <laughs> artists. Uh, writer Jed McKay, writer Cullen Bunn, writer um, Neela Magruder, and artist, you've got Scott Koblish, who does Deadpool a lot, uh, Javier Polito, and uh, Sheldon Vela, and also, one last one, Alberto Albuquerque, who I love his stuff. Very clean lines. So you have four different styles, four different stories, there's just so much fun right out of the gate in Vault of Spiders. It's fantastic. I think the new... I, I love that... I hope that these Marvel characters eventually bleed their way into other Marvel comics. But this Spider-Verse thing that's going on, you get four new characters with two origins to them. The other two are just kind of like fun mini short stories. But the Western Web Slinger with the masked... Spider's Steed might be my favorite. It's just so cool. And the the origin of him and his sort of web shooting, sick shooters that he has, and his little short origin of the, of the web slinger. It's just so properly named. And come on, he rides a horse that's wearing a spider mask. It's just all very cool. And the Japanese Spider-Man is in this. We don't get his origin, but we just get a little slice, a little, little issue. Just so manga-infused. I love it. And the Japanese Spider-Man with his giant robot, Leo Pardon, is there. And uh, it's even uh, in this black and white manga style, which I absolutely love. So fun episode right there. Great, great manga. Absolutely fitting perfectly anime style. It's just gorgeous. I love Japanese Spider-Man. I literally have the DVD set right now uh, to my right that I play and just kind of look at it every so often. I love it. I have the complete series of Japanese Spider-Man. It's just so much it can't be fun. I love it. Um, and the Savage Spider-Man. It's kind of this... He's like a Tarzan-like protector. in the, And he lives in the dinosaur-filled Savage Land. He, they have his origin there. And now he's a little kid. And his parents crashed uh, a plane into the Savage Land. And he was kind of raised by these strange, large, red, venomous spiders. And uh, it's just, it's hard to pick my favorite. Maybe that's my thats my favorite. I don't know. Maybe they're all my favorites. But um, I just love these small stories. But Savage Spider-Man, I really do hope that we see a full Marvel treatment of that. It's just an interesting little what if. And you have the Kingpin there that's hunting with the, I believe, son of Craven. It's just great. But the art is surprisingly solid on all four of these little mini-issue Marvel comics. It's wonderful. Um... Yeah, if I had to really pick a favorite, I'd say the Savage Spider-Man. I just loved how the there's the there's dinosaurs and there's the giant red spiders, and uh, not only did they the giant red spiders raise the Savage Spider, but they're also like his protectors. He can call upon, kind of like Ant-Man. He could just like use mind power, and then boom, all of his spider protectors are there. But I loved when they used um uh when the, he's when the Kingpin and the and the Craven are kind of hunting him. He uses those spiders. Uh, in this battle against them. And it's just cool. It's a cool, very cool way in how he uses them. But um, according to the Spider-Geddon checklist, which I'm looking at right now in the back of Vault of Spiders, issue number one, there will be one more issue of Vault of Spiders. So very cool. It's so much fun. I highly recommend it. It's just a nice slice of four different stories and four different characters. It was just wonderfully done. I was really surprised by this. But check out and get, I highly recommend, Vault of Spiders, issue Number one. If you love Spider-Man, you're going to love this times four because you got four different Spidey characters. But here we go now. On to the top comic book pick of the week. The great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader, the big kahuna, the big kahuna. The number one comic book pick of the week is Daredevil, issue number 
10. And this is, of course, our cover artist winner and our artist winner of the week with Phil Noto doing his glorious, fantastic art. And this is written by Mr. Charles Soule. He's been doing Daredevil for a while now. Fantastic. He's a lawyer by day and comic book artist by night. Mr. Charles Soule. I love it. But since I saw the amazing Netflix Marvel Daredevil Season 3, which I highly recommend, which you can hear my review on Sunspots Comics Podcast 181, by the way, uh, or 180, I mean, I just got a lot of Daredevil up inside my brain. <laughs> this is a particular great issue for a number of reasons. Issue number 610 of Daredevil. Uh, Electra stops by, and she's just always a complication in Daredevil's life. I mean, this time, uh, in a way I wasn't expecting... That's that's what I'll tell you without spoiling. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, Electra, Daredevil, uh, interlude, etc. But anyway, um, but she actually joins forces with Daredevil here in this fight to take down the Kingpin. Primarily, they're, what they're trying to prove is that he rigged the election to become mayor of New York and other stuff. But I love this new villain called Vigil. I would say that's why it uh, was one of the big reasons why it became my number one pick of the week and also art and cover winner of the week. He just wears this creepy Catholic priest robe and he has this creepy white mask and a red cross on his face. It's like he's the super pope or something. <laughs> I guess they couldn't call him the red cross. I guess that would be odd. But anyway, Vigil also throws these weird bone swords and they like bone daggers and bone throwing knives that they just seem to magically appear. Is he just pulling that bone material out of him? You don't really know yet. It's, it's, I love that little bit of mystery. He's immediately on the scene and a force that is very formidable and Daredevil has a difficult time fighting him with Elektra even. So Vigil's that good. And I love that introduction of a good villain with a good suit that looks interesting and mysterious all at the same time. So Vigil, fantastic stuff, Charles Soule. You did it. Plus, it's just... He's super fast and super strong, Vigil is, and uh, I think that he's just really the centerpiece of this. He steals the show, and I love that, but um, that's, I've said a little too much, but do they take down the Kingpin? Are they able to find evidence yet of how he rigged the election? Uh, is Daredevil and Elektra crossing the lines of legality just to prove? Are they going to torture this uh, man that they're they're attempting to capture that is uh, works for the Kingpin? Are they, it, all of those questions, they leave you hanging right at the end of this. It's such a fantastic cliffhanger. You definitely are just wanting more and like, what's going to happen when this ended? I was like, no. And I love when that happens because, you know, it's a great comic. But this is a great place to jump in and kind of at the start of a new arc. That is Daredevil issue 610. So jump right in here. It's a fantastic comic. I was just really surprised. It's been a top pick a bunch of times. Daredevil is great comic book writing and art combined to just make it a fantastic comic consistent top pick of the week many times here on the sunspots comics podcast so get it easily my number one pick of the week daredevil issue 610 beautiful beautiful art from phil noto and lovely writing from charles soul check it out jump in now get daredevil 610 man it's lovely so those are my new comic book recommendations this week for new comic book day october 31st Please let me lock the vault door real quick. And don't forget, go and buy these comic books at a local comic book shop immediately. Just go buy them. You will be happy you did. They're fantastic. If you have any questions, comments, or you'd like a personal recommendation, maybe a comic book recommendation, just email me directly to chris at sunspotscomics.com to see the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all of my favorite picks of the week since May of 2015. Just go to sunspotscomics.com. 
Click on the pull list to see the just updated, I mean, I literally just updated it today. My pull list consists of 101 comic book titles that I'm currently reading. 101, wow. Also, click on the top comic books of the week to see all of my past comic book top comic book picks. They're all there on one site. I update the site every week. I'm very proud of it. Please check out sunspotscomics.com and sign up for our newsletter at sunspotscomics.com contact. And hey, would you like some free comic books? Well, from time to time, as a thank you to you, the listener, I give away free Marvel Digital Comic Book Codes and Sunspots Comics podcast, and there are still some unclaimed codes available. Just listen to past Sunspots Comics podcasts that are on the feed, grab the Marvel Digital Comic Book Code that I read, usually towards the beginning of each podcast, then go to marvel.com slash redeem to punch in the code and see if you won. It's that easy, so there you go, thank you, so good luck, and go get them! And also thank you to our sponsor, Cryptid Zoo, my buddy Julian hand makes these awesome augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology fun stuff like bigfoot just use the hp reveal app and your smartphone and you can actually see every cryptid zoo t-shirt come to life you gotta see this it's so cool but most importantly go to cryptidzoo.com and use the promotional code sunspots comics and you'll get 25 percent off of your order that's right go to cryptidzoo.com And please tune in for next week for the issue number 182 of the Sunspots Comics Podcast, where I'll be reading a huge list next week of 19 new comic books for New Comic Book Day, November 7th. And there's also four new number ones coming out that I'm going to check out. But I'll be reading all of them, and I'll tell you about just the great ones so you can save some time and save some money. That's what the Sunspots Comics Podcast is all about. And please help us by telling a nerdy loved one to check out the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Go to iTunes, give us and the Sunspots Comics Podcast, a few positive words with five stars. If you do that and take the time to do that, I'll give you a shout-out on a future podcast. I'll even mail you a comic book prize pack as a small token of my appreciation. And by the way, every link, every website, and everything I discussed on this podcast are on my very detailed podcast notes, so make sure you check those out on the podcast. But thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed it. I really hope you love the comic book recommendations that I throw your way. They're just great stuff. So now go on and spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading comic books together. And be like water, my friends, to be continued. Well, my friend, Comics Down.